0: Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at ticksplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to so all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's ticksplit, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today.
1: Welcome to another fun-filled Friday edition of Second City Sports Live, live in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown, and that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Lakina McGee on
0: the IG.
1: Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. And also, too, you can watch and listen to any of our live shows, including this one, Second City Sports. If you happen to miss them, you can catch them and watch them at your own leisure. Make sure you also follow Sports On Chicago on all social media platforms: that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that's Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch all your version of this podcast? You can do so by subscribing to War on Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. Okay, you ready? W-A-R-R on anger. Make sure you type that in those search engine boxes. And make sure you follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are on the
1: fun and we have very definite opinions. If you have a question or comment for us on doing any of our topics during this two hour extravaganza, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to do something stupid or decide to troll, even though I'm in a good mood today, Lakina will give you the full Bill and Beer boot. Bye bye. Armando, welcome back, my man. Welcome back. Good afternoon to you as well, Lakina. Baseball is back, baby. Woo! I am very happy. Yesterday, around this time, uh, a couple hours um, ahead of time, around this time yesterday, the news came down that the new CBA was agreed upon between the players' association and the owners. It's a new five-year deal, Lakina. The minimum salary for the for the players will go up. Every year for the next five years, uh, the new the uh, collective um, competitive balance tax will start. I believe at two hundred thirty-two million will increase every year through the next five years. Lakina, I know we're going to break down the the details of this deal in just a moment. But just two quick observations observations from me. One, with the owners pulling their foolishness, they almost did it yesterday. But last week, with the foolishness, they pulled this deal could have been done last week it should have been done months ago but i'm glad that is over and done with and number two uh the the players got at least from the outside looking in the, the players got the majority of what they wanted this time unlike the last two agreements
0: yeah and i think that's sort of the sort of the thing that kind of you know, propelled the players to say yes yes to this i mean the fact that they are getting a little bit more money it's about 750 50 bit something like that now up from about 500 something, so that's a that's a big a big deal for for them as well. look they were missing games they had already missed it. They're mm-hmm. gonna to try to do 162. you're gonna get 98 double headers again. yay, so um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that because I actually like the seventh double headers, but I don't I don't know about you, it, but it's sort of one of those things where you sort of say to yourself, oh, okay, you know, baseball, I think they realize with the NFL all the craziness there we'll get to all that in a second. You know, basketball, college hoops is starting to, you know, kinda of liven up again with the conference tournaments and such. Mm-hmm. Then you got all the other stuff, you got know, the NBA and all that craziness so it's sort of one of those days where baseball had to do something and I, I guess the owners gave a little the mlb the players gave a little and look now we're gonna have baseball you're gonna have the 12 team expansion 12 po- team expanded postseason get the universal dh get running no run no runners on base on uh, the start of extra na's which you know, i didn't like too i was too crazy about that so it's <laughs> definitely one of those days where you kind of say you know what okay both sides had to give a little, but in, in essence, though, it ended up being a very good deal. Hopefully, this is a this will last a while. I don't know what the terms are going to be, maybe five years or something like that. But like I said, baseball needed this desperately, so I'm glad they figured it out. And uh, in about a month from right now, a little over a month from right now, we're gonna have baseball.
1: Yeah, April 7th is the opening day for baseball, so about another three weeks from um, from yesterday. uh, Baseball should start their regular season. We'll get a full 162-game season in. Lakino, let's break down the playoff scenario. Of course, we reported on this show a couple couple of shows ago that the owners wanted a 14-team playoff because they were going to get a $100 million check from Mm -hmm. ESPN. But it made sense from a common-sense perspective with the 12 teams because... Uh, you have more of a competitive balance. And, and number two, uh, we had Sherry start on, start on our show about this time last week, and she said it, it, it would be, become like the NHL to the lesser extent. The NBA watered down like half the league's in the playoffs. So the 12-team playoff works. Uh, the top two teams in each league will get a bye, which makes sense just like football. And uh, if you if you're a White Sox fan, view on one to wonder, uh, uh were we able to play in this new playoff format last year? Yes, you had the third best record in the AL. You would have played the Toronto Blue Jays. I think the Sox would have won that series. Anyway, but uh if, if this was uh, last year's playoff uh the new this year's playoff format last year, the Sox would have played Toronto, they would have hosted the Toronto Blue Jays for all three games at Sox Park last year. The Sox would have won that series, by the way. But this neither here or there, but this new playoff format makes sense, of course. It makes sense for the owners in these TV networks, more money, more advertising. And I I think you're going to see uh, interest in in the playoffs go up just a a little bit more because baseball is just like hockey. It's a regional sport. Uh, uh, People are interested in their teams only during the regular season. But come playoff time for those are casual watchers. They'll tune into baseball that much more. And that's when baseball ratings go up.
0: Well, it's one of those things where, it really, will will that really be the case? Because you know, the baseball you know, the season's already long. Now you're going to try to get 162 mm-hmm. games in with nine a's You know, no, you know, nine eight dollar doubleheaders. Look, the average age of a, uh, the baseball uh, a baseball viewer, and this was I think I saw this um earlier this week was 57. So that's if you're trying to grow the game, this is not going to help you grow the game. And it's sort of one of those things where, okay, yeah, you're getting more money. Yes, ESPN will get 100 million for you know, that extra playoff game. Apple TV is going to be doing exclusive, you know, national, uh, Apple, uh, you know, uh, Friday night, uh, Friday, uh, Friday night. Pod, uh, starting this season. So it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, is that, is that really, is this really going to be sort of the thing where it's just, it's going to like grow the game? Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's going to, you're still going to have like time issues. Yes. a pitch clock, you know, that, that helps with the time, you know, Mark Burley, I'm sure is somewhere just like laughing his head off because all his games are probably <laughs> like under three hours, but you know, it we'll see if that helps. I don't know if it will. And you know, Amando had a nice, had a, a nice comment as he usually does. You know, welcome back, Amanda. What's up? Uh, mm-hmm. he says he remembers when he was a kid in the He's going to a double head with, with his friends. He they would go to Wrigley, spend the whole day there, see what a, a game be like that was called. You know, after being, you know. It, it was too dark out. Now remember that. Yeah, before
1: pre nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, I was
0: like, <laughs> right, saying before they put the lights up over at Wrigley. So yep. you know that's interesting times there. But yeah, I, I mean, look, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think, like I said, I think the Rays, the baseball Rays, were decent last year. But you know, who knows what will happen? Especially, the, I'm sure people will come back. We're not going to have like the big you know issues. But they could have done this already by December. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to go through all, or even January at the, at the latest. They had to go through all this, you know, pompous there, trying to get a deal done. Because in the is here, yes, like the, the players gave a little, bit, like, like I said, but the owners gave a little bit too, because some of the the regional networks, like we were saying, you know what? It's, it's, I, I look, they were going to lose money after a certain mm-hmm. point. So they didn't have nope. no choice but to bring that out. Now I want to go to a free agency for a second uh, before uh, our buddy Jordan comes on in a couple of minutes it's going to be fast and furious carlos correa with all the rumors there. Perhaps the cubs are one of the favorites uh freddie freeman will he still be with the braves some of the other players are gonna they're gonna be out there so it's gonna be a, a frenzy and you see with the um with some that's the spring training uh sites you know so, so the players are already there so it, it's mm-hmm. gonna be one of those things where okay you're gonna have our have guys kept in shape you know have you know, guys sort of been able to kind of figure out where they want to go, so it's going to get fast and furious now. Of course, you know, with everything else, the NFL, and we'll get to all that in this in, this, in a bit. But you know, even with all that, they still, you know, it, the NFL mm-hmm. found a way to still kind of sort of you know push them to the side. So you know, it's sort of one of the things where that's another thing that the baseball has to work on.
1: And with free agency, as we said before, it's going to be fast and furious because most of the players should be there mandatory by Sunday and not early Monday if you have visa problems. That's for the foreign players um, applying for visas and uh, and whatnot. So uh, free agency is going to be a frenzy. And For the Cubs, uh, will they get Carlos Correa or will they stay on this course and, and build the uh, build the team the right way? On the south side, you still have Craig Campbell technically on the team. Will they trade him for that second baseman? Or that right fielder that they need. So there's gonna be a lot of options for both teams in town. Lakina, you know, we have our guests ready to go.
0: All right. You heard him on WGN Radio doing news and sports. Also, too, if you you, you can probably saw you probably saw him on ESPN doing college hoops, you know, throughout the season during the horizon league and such. He's a friend of the show. You can follow him at Jordan Burnfield on Twitter. He is the one, the only Jordan Burnfield. Jordan, what's up? How are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
0: Busy, busy a- day. Doing busy, great. Busy baseball's day. back. Yeah. Busy, busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thrilled right. the
2: baseball's back. How depressing was that? I mean, I know, uh,
0: right. So tell us about that because yeah, I, I'm sure I know we all know you're a big baseball fan, uh, Jordan. So wh- what was that like over you know, the through the few months and now with you know, the agreement coming down? So why are what what, what well, describe your thoughts on all the craziness?
2: I mean, just speaking as a fan, it was really frustrating to follow because I felt as if a lot of the coverage of it was, you know, who's right, who's wrong. Are you on the player's side? Are you on the owner's side? My feeling on it really was, I don't care who's right or wrong. I just want baseball to return. Mm-hmm. So get to the table, come up with an agreement and get this done. My view on this too is just that I don't think fans, the the diehard fans care about the internal squabbles between the players and the owners and who gets what and where the sides are on these different issues. But I think that the general fan base, the general population of sports fans doesn't care about any of this stuff. I don't know how you guys feel. I think that they're just like, okay, am I going to be able to take my kids to a Cubs or White Sox game this year? That's it. And so I think that for most people, it's really unsavory because they're like, well, millionaires and billionaires are fighting over who gets more money. So I think that it was a bad look for the sport. It's unfortunate that it came down, you know, three weeks after the spring training was supposed to start, but we're here. There's going to be a crazy few days of players signing all over the place. Hopefully for our Chicago teams, we get something interesting, Um, but I'm glad that baseball is returned.
1: Speaking of on the field, Jordan, let's focus uh, focusing on there. Me and Kim was talking. We're talking about this before you hopped on with us. Carl's career's name's been floated around with many different teams, in particular the Chicago Cubs. David Ross, the manager, will be entering his third year uh, be, uh, behind the dugout. Do you think the Cubs will seriously make a move for Korea, or just stay on track and trying to build this quote unquote the right way?
2: Well, Sydney, I think that I didn't think. I'll say this. I didn't think that the Cubs would be really honestly in on Carlos Correa at the beginning of the off season. Mm-hmm. I thought that they should be because when you look at their payroll commitments, I mean, they're not paying anybody anything. The only payroll commitment that they have is Jason Hayward for this year and next, which is dead money. Cause mm-hmm. he was here anyway. And they now sign Marcus Stroman, but at a deal, that's only three years. That's not going to crush you financially. Apart from that, you have Kyle Hendricks on a team friendly contract and you you traded or the players that you had are gone who had big salaries. So, I mean Ben Zobrist isn't here anymore. John Lester isn't here anymore. Jake Arrieta isn't here anymore. You go down the line. All these guys that were making reasonably big money are gone. So, where you're at now is a situation where the Cubs should be in on a player like Carlos Correa because even if they had to sign him to a 30-35 million per year contract, It does not inhibit them from being able to sign other players. That being said, I think that when you look at the Ricketts family ownership in its totality, I think what we've come to learn about them is that when they think it's worth spending, they'll Mm. spend. You know, I think that there's this, this misperception on social media that the Ricketts are cheap and I really don't look at it that way. And this is not defending them. I just think that in 2015 when they could see that the Cubs were about to go somewhere, they went and signed John Lester. They went and signed Jason Aver. They went and signed Ben Zobers. So they were willing to put the money in when they felt like the investment was worthy of it. I think fans got upset because, you know, they didn't sign Bryant and Rizzo and biased to long-term deals, who were the represented the core of the World Series team. But I think that now, given that they have no payroll commitments, they should be in on a player like Correa. And based on what I've read from guys that know better than me, like John Morosi, um, like Buster only I think had something out this morning. It sounds like the Cubs are really in on him. And so I think that if, if, if you're going to sign a player to a 10-year contract, it's always a scary proposition for a team to make that kind of commitment. But if there are opt-out clauses on both sides, that's one positive. And two, if you're ever going to sign a player to a 10-year deal, Why not sign a 27-year-old shortstop who perhaps has five good years ahead of him at least, who has been a five to seven war player for several years, who has World Series experience, who is an outstanding defender and hitter. It just feels like he checks a lot of the boxes. So if they're going to do something big and splashy, it feels like Carlos Correa is one that makes sense
0: talking to WGA Radio and ESPN's Jordan Burfield here on Second City Sports on Zone Chicago. Mm -hmm. To follow up what you just said, Jordan, um, do you think that the Cubs are in kind of win-now mode or at least contending in the Central?
2: I don't think they're in win-now mode. I think that they would like to contend if they can make some smart moves to improve the product, right? I mean, last year sort of bottomed out the end of the World Series core era when they made all the trades right before the deadline and moved Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and Jock Peterson and all these guys that were on the team at the beginning of last year, which, amazingly, the Cubs were in first place in June, which most people don't even remember as as the season (laughs) went on, but they were. So, I mean, they had, like, a surprisingly good start. They lost the 11 in a row. They dumped the team. So I don't think they're in win-now mode. I think, though, that if you were to sign a player like Correa and you signed another starting pitcher – and you made some creative moves in your bullpen. I mean, they lose Cody Hoyer for this year, which certainly hurts, but I think that they could be in a position to be pretty good. If they spent wisely over the next few days, I don't know that they're in, you know, world series, good mode. That's hard for me to believe because what it would require of them to get to that level. I mean, they're going to, I don't see them spending $500 million this off season. Right. So realistically, they're not probably in win now mode. I think, the selling point to Correa or to any free agent of high value would be, look, we're in a position right now where we've, based on the trades we've made, we finally have talent in the system again for the first time in about five years. We have a pitcher in Marcus Stroman that we like for the next three years. We have a ton of flexibility with which to spend to improve the team. And we've got some players coming along. So if you sign here in the next two, three, four years, we could be on our second wave and be really good again. But I think realistically, Jed Hoyer on down is not going to tell you that they're in a win-now mode unless something unforeseen were to occur and they were to spend a lot of money and fill a lot of holes that they have.
1: Let's head over to the South Side and talk some White Sox Jordan. Of course, GM Rick Hines has free agency has opened up for the last um, not quite 24 hours yet, but Rick Hahn's been quoted that, he, uh, that he's looking for uh, pitching depth. Of course, the White Sox need a right fielder. But in my personal opinion, they, they need most importantly, they need a second baseman. Larry, not Larry, Garcia, he's a good backup. He's your utility guy. But I don't think he's a starting second baseman. And that's okay. That's his role to be that utility guy. What do you think the White Sox are going to do over the next few days in free agency?
2: Yeah, I mean, Sid, I think you hit on some of those, right? I think that they're definitely going to try to find – someone to play second base more consistently. Obviously, Nick Madrigal was the option until he was traded to the north side of town in the offseason, so he's no longer available. They're going to need to find somebody. But I also think that based on what you just said, it's not like they have to find, you know, a superstar second baseman mm-hmm. because they have flexibility there, right? You could use Yoan Moncada there. You could use Larry Garcia there. You can use a few different guys to fill those holes. And because the White Sox have a pretty versatile roster I don't think it's like you have to have a great second baseman or bus, right I mean right. I think that they could find creative ways to fill that position I also think that they probably could use one more pitcher I think we okay. saw that last year in the postseason yeah. that the White Sox really were one guy short and so if they could add one more pitcher I think that would help them a lot I don't see Craig Kimbrell starting the season on the White Sox I think he's going to get traded we'll see I just don't foresee him being on the team next year, even though I liked the creativity of the move that they made to try to have, you know, uh Kimbrell and Hendricks at the back of the pen. Didn't exactly work out the way that uh the White Sox intended because Kimbrell really suffered in the second half of the season for whatever reason. So I think that they're going to try to make a couple of creative bullpen moves. I think they need to add one more starter. And if they can find someone at second base or in the outfield or someone at least that's more of a utility player that they perhaps could use in two uh, positions that that's what I'd see for the Sox because they're in win now mode. They have a really good team. They have a very talented roster. They don't need massive moves. They just need a couple of creative things to make them better.
0: Let's go to, and you just don't, my question, Answer my question about Kimberl, perhaps maybe, you know, being traded before the start <laughs> of the season. So you already yeah. got that there, but uh, let's go to the ground uh, for a uh, real quick, Jordan. Um, the bears you know, have been very busy, you know, these last few days, of course, Khalil Mack got traded. Some bears fans were not very happy. I, I, I look, I told people, I said, look, they're going to have to get rid of, you know, guys like you know Khalil Mack. They, now they're saying that maybe that might trade, you know, you know, Eddie Goldman, you know, maybe Robert Quinn might be on the trading block. They're releasing Tariq Cohen, perhaps even um, Danny Trev- Trevathan, you know, Basically, with the new regime, I, I think, you know, they're basically getting rid of a lot of dead money. So w- what what do you think about, you know, the direction the Bears are going here with this new regime?
2: Well, it's interesting. I think that it looks like the Bears are going to be cleaning house a little bit. That's, that's what it feels like. And that rebuilding is more the direction that you go. Because I think if you're not rebuilding and you're trying to compete in 22, you probably are keeping a Khalil Mack who is on the later side of his career, but still a good player, even though he's been injured. right? Like, If you want to win in 2022, you're not helping your chances to win by not having Khalil Mack on the roster. So it does seem that they are trying to rebuild. And I have no problem with that, frankly. I mean, I think that the situation that they're in, they have a young quarterback. They've got three more years on his rookie contract. There's a window in which they're going to need to start to get competitive so that they can see, A, whether Justin Fields is even the guy that they want going forward, but B, while they have him on a rookie deal, can they replenish the roster and become competitive enough where you could benefit from having Justin Fields on a rookie contract? But because of the timing in which Poles and Iberflus have come in, you know, we're already a year in to Fields' contract and they're going to have to reshape this roster pretty significantly. So, you know, Tariq Cohen's been hurt for two years. It doesn't surprise me that they've decided to move on from him. I'm sorry for him. I mean, I know that, you know, there's nothing he can do about the injuries that he suffered. I liked him as a player while he was on the bears but he couldn't get on the field. So I understand Ryan pole's decision to move on from him. And as far as Mac is concerned, the bears gave up a lot of draft picks under Ryan pace. They just did. They didn't work out when they traded for Khalil Mack. He's a great player the first half of his first game in green Bay, you're like, Oh my God, this guy's a monster. This is going to be a great contract for the bears. Unfortunately, because he was hurt, they didn't maximize their time with Khalil Mack and they weren't good. I mean, they made the playoffs, but they really weren't good consistently. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, I think that what they got is sort of in line with what they got uh, or what um, when, when Von Miller got traded to the Rams, was the uh, compensation that kind of deal. So I think it's sort of in line with that. I think Bears fans that are angry about it are angry because Khalil Mack's a great player and because of the direction that they might be moving in is to rebuild. But I think, honestly, Ryan Pohl's got something in line with the compensation that they probably should get. And I think that even though it's unfortunate that we won't get to watch him in a Bears uniform anymore, in the grand scheme, I think it's probably the right move because if you're not competing, you really don't need defensive stars that are 30 years old jordan burnfield from
1: wgn radio in chicago and espn television is joining us right here on the friday edition of second city sports sailor keenan with you on sports on chicago jordan let's go to the hardware before we get to college i want to get your thoughts on the chicago bulls they ended their losing streak the other night in detroit only winning by six but a win is a win is a win they'll host the cleveland cavaliers tomorrow uh what do you see uh in the future for this Bulls team? Do you think they'll win Uh, win 50 games? I know Alex Caruso is starting to uh, work with the team now coming off his injury, Alonzo Ball. Hopefully will be back within the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, where do you see this Bulls team uh, headed? Do you think they'll win a the playoff series or, or do you think they'll get bounced out in the first round?
2: I mean, I think it all depends on their health, right? I think that mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. season for the Bulls has been really exciting and I think it has also kind of, bloated expectations for Chicago fans understandably because when the whole team was healthy, they look really darn good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But because they have not been healthy for a lot of the season, whether it was guys being out with COVID earlier in the year, the Caruso Mm -hmm. thing, I mean, you go down the line, the different injuries that they've suffered during the year, they haven't been at full strength for much of the season. So I kind of look at some of the losses That they've suffered against top teams, not really as an indictment of them, but more just the fact that they've not been at full strength. And I'm curious to see what the Bulls would do full strength against some of these top teams that they don't have a good record against. So, to me, to answer your question, I mean, 50 wins is possible, certainly. It depends on their health. I think that being a team that can win a playoff series or two depends on getting everybody back, getting them into the rotation and then getting them comfortable. I think Billy Donovan is such a great coach and has done so many good things with this roster and just has such a pedigree from his previous stops, both in college and the NBA, that he can figure it out. It's just, you know, it's kind of one of these things where are they going to be healthy enough to get everybody situated uh, by the time the playoffs roll around, which is obviously coming within the next month. So I think that they could certainly be a very difficult out in the playoffs. I don't foresee them being a team that's going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's possible, right? And I think that the expectation going into this year was, hey, you know, maybe they get in the playoffs and we'll see what happens, right? I don't think anyone expected DeMar DeRozan to be a legitimate MVP candidate the way he's been. So I think everything is pointing in the right direction for the Bulls. It's just dependent on health, dependent on whether they can kind of get the chemistry back with all these guys together. And if it's not this year, perhaps, you know, next year or a year down the road, they're in a really good position to go deep in the playoffs.
0: will be very interesting. No doubt. All right, Jordan, next week is March madness. You know, selection Sundays, this coming Sunday in a couple of days, Loyola, you do some, you do a lot of the, the, the home games for NBC sports Chicago. They're back in the tournament again with drew Valentine first year at the helm. Then, you know, the horizon league. I know you did a lot of the games for them this year, right? States, you know, kind of like a Cinderella story with everything they went through this this season. Um, do you think any of them could probably make some noise in March? to Illinois is in the, in the middle of a battle with Indiana right now in the quarterfinals in the Big Ten. So uh, what's your breakdown of March, Mazda? Can any of the local teams sort of make any big moves?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think for Loyola, it's a little bit of a different team this year than they were a season ago. And the biggest difference, Lakina, is that Cameron Krotwig is now playing professionally in Belgium. Right. And the season <laughs> they had this year – was great. And you figured that they'd be a really good team again because they have seven seniors because they had four, you know, quote unquote, COVID seniors that returned for their final year at Loyola, which is a testament to drew Valentine and his ability to keep his players because, you know, a lot of these guys in their final year at the COVID transfer ability, they left, right? I mean, there were a lot, there were uh, not that many COVID seniors, but a decent number in the country. And Mm -hmm. of the 30, that decided to stay with their previous school, four of them are Loyola Ramblers. So it's a testament to Drew that he was able to keep those guys. I mentioned that because they were still 25-7, and right? This is a very good team. This is a team that's got veteran experience with Lucas Williamson leading the way. You know, this is a freshman on the Final Four team, a big part of last year's team, one of the best defenders in the country. So Loyola is a team that certainly could be Uh, one that could win a game or two again in the tournament. The question I have is, when they had Cameron Krutwig, they could match up with anyone on the interior. We saw that against Illinois last year. We saw that in the Final Four run in 2018. I think they'd have a little more trouble with this year's group against a big center that is as prolific as Kofi Coburn has been. Speaking of Coburn, I think Illinois is a team that could certainly go deep in the tournament again. My concern for Illinois is that I think in the early rounds, they're probably not going to have a matchup where Coburn is facing somebody that's going to be real difficult for him, but their guards have shown inconsistency sometimes this year. As good as their guards are, I mean, Trent Frazier is a great veteran. Andre Corbello is an exciting young player, but he's mistake-prone. Alonzo Plummer, really good player, but also can be a great shooter and can have a game where he can't hit anything. Uh, so they do have some variability there, but I think Illinois is certainly talented enough to make a run. You mentioned the Rising League. I mean, you know, I, I have a lot of affinity for that league just having worked in it for so long. You know, Wright State's been a great story. The last six years under Scott Nagy, this is their second tournament appearance, but they've been in the mix for the tournament every year. The question for them this year was sort of similar to Loyola, but on a smaller scale. They lost their center from the last four years in Loud and Love, they're a little bit different this year than they've been, but their forward, Grant Vasily, is is a really nice player. They have a great guard in Tanner Holden, leads the country in free throw makes and attempts, downhill kind of player who's also one of the top scorers in the country. So they've got the talent, I think, to give a first-round team a run. The issue for Wright State is they're likely to be a 16 seed, so right. it doesn't it's a very uphill battle for them. But do I think that they could make it difficult on a one seed? Sure, depending on the matchup.
1: And when talking about the Illini, just a second ago, Jordan, you kind of led into my next question. Of course, uh, the Illini led are led by Kofi Colburn and Trent Frazier. My guy is Alfonso Plummer, who I think he's going to have a, a good right, call tournament. call Alfonso, yes. Alfonso <laughs> Plummer, <Palmer. He, laughs> yeah. I think yeah. I'm looking for him to have a great <laughs> tournament. But who is your unsung hero for for the Illini? Who needs to step up, in your opinion, to, for the Illini to go as far as they want to go?
2: Well, Sid, you seem like an Illini fan, so I'll ask you if you agree with me. What do you think mm-hmm. of Demonte Williams as that answer?
1: I, I'm, I wouldn't have a problem with that.
2: You know why I think that? Because DeMonte is a veteran who's been there a long time. He knows the system. He's been around these players for several years, and he fits his role incredibly well. Like, DeMonte Williams is never a guy that tries to take over the game because that's not his role. He right. knows how to pass the ball, how to defend, how to get energy going for the team. You know, come up and defend somebody at the top of the key to get the crowd going. He's that kind of player, right? And he can... You can hit him in the corner for a three. You can get him to the free throw line if he needs to. He does a lot of things well. So to me, you know, if you make a run in the tournament, it's not always about the stars, right? A lot of times it's about those peripheral role players that step up in big ways to get you deep in the tournament. You Think about Loyola when they went to the final four. Yeah. They had Valley player of the year, Clayton Custer that year. And they had Cameron who was a great freshman center. But Ben Richardson was a huge part of that team, had a huge game in the Elite Eight, was not only a great offensive player, but was a tenacious defender that kind of taught Lucas Williamson how to be the player he is. So I look at DeMonte as somebody that could be that for Illinois, and it doesn't mean that he has to score 20 points in a game because that's not his role. But if he does all the little things that he needs to do and plays really well in this tournament... He could be one of those unsung heroes for Illinois.
0: Speaking of those, uh those like interior guys and unsung heroes, last question last question for me, uh Jordan as we wrap up, things up here with Jordan Burfield here on Second City Sports. Who do you think wins the whole thing? There are good, like you can put ten or twelve teams in in a hat and just, you know, shake it up and just you say, Oh, okay, you can make a case for for that particular team. Who do you think is gonna win?
2: This year, I think it's way more open than it's been in previous years. I, I mean, I hate to say that I don't know, but I don't have a really good feel for who's going to win this championship. I mean, there's a few teams that come to mind, but I could also talk myself out of them. I think that the one team that I've watched this year that isn't always the most consistent, but when they're at their best is really hard to beat is Duke. I think the ceiling for Duke is probably the highest, but there's a lot of pressure on them. It's Kay's last year and that could swallow them alive in this tournament. I don't know. But I would have said Arizona, but I don't know what the health status of Kirk Reese is yesterday. I mean, I know he got hurt yesterday. So if he's not available, that'd be a huge blow to Arizona. I thought, you know, the way that they've played, and I've watched them several times this year. I mean, Tommy Lloyd's got them playing with pace. He's got them playing in a style that's really difficult to defend against and prepare for over a couple days uh, in the tournament. I think Gonzaga is really good obviously but i'm concerned that there's so much pressure on them to win the championship now because they've gotten so close the last few years it's that's just a tough thing it's like it was like sort of like with the cubs right like until they broke through it's a really tough thing to do but you know one team that i'll give you that i think has a chance to go deep in the tournament i don't know if they're good enough to win it but texas tech what they do defensively is just incredible to watch. I don't know if you've spent any time watching Texas Tech, but Mm -hmm. they are tenacious. And I think that in in a tournament setting, when you don't have a lot of time to prepare for a team, you're going to have a lot of trouble knocking Texas Tech out, especially if they win their opening game of the weekend, right? Because if a team has four days, maybe they can prepare for that defense. But if they win the first game and they get to the next game, and you have one day to prepare for that defense that could swallow you alive. So I think that's a team to watch, but right now, if I had to pick a champion, I think I would reluctantly pick Duke, but I I don't feel good about it is what I would say. (laughs)
1: Last question for me, Jordan. Of course, this is a topic that's brought up every year. Of course, most, uh, fans like the big dogs in the tournament in the final four like Duke North Carolina and Kansas but some people like Yoshua like a mixture of those teams a couple of teams in the final four but you have a surprise team like uh, Loyola a few years ago or yeah Florida Gulf Coast that almost did it uh, several years back or George Mason back in 06. Uh, uh, Which side of the fence do you fall on? Do you like the big dogs always dominating or do you like to see some surprises every once in a while?
2: I am someone who has worked in mid-major college basketball for a long time. And I also have worked at the big conferences too, but mm-hmm. I love seeing the mid-major teams win. And I think that you need a balance though, right? I think that mm-hmm. the country needs the blue bloods to go deep in the tournament because the average fan may not be as into seeing a Cinderella story as I am, but I enjoy mm-hmm. seeing the mid-major show that they are really, really good and good enough to beat these teams. Now, you know, in a tournament setting, the beauty of the NCAA tournament to me is that teams are – schools all over the country are in it, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like in pro Mm -hmm. sports where there's 30 markets, most of which are the same in all the major pro sports. Mm -hmm. And so you don't really represent every area of the country. This tournament does. So everyone in the country gets represented. And the second thing I love about it is that – would a mid-major team that knocks off a, a top team win 16 games in that conference? No, but in one game in a tournament, can they beat them? Heck yeah, they can. And that's what is so compelling and exciting about it to me. And so I love seeing the mid-major stories. Now it's also dependent on matchup, right? Like right. from the 15 mm-hmm. to two, that's fun. It kills everybody's brackets, but <laughs> typically at yeah. that point, they're not going to win many more games. Now, if they do, it would be an incredible story, but typically they don't. But when you get that like 11 or 12 seed, that really is a good team that maybe got under because of the bias against mid-majors and they shred people through the tournament like Loyola did, for instance, in 2017 mm-hmm. or 2018, rather. Mm-hmm. That was an extremely compelling story nationally. And so, right. you know, I think anyone that saw Loyola play in 2018 Could have told you they could make a lot of noise in March. Now, did any of us know they were going to the final four? No, you need some luck to get there. But did we think that they were good enough to go deep in the tournament? Yeah. And so I think that it's good for the sport when mid-major schools can go deep in it. It may not be the best for ratings, but it is good for the sport because it shows that you can really play anywhere for the most part and you can have an opportunity to do something great in March.
0: Absolutely, and I think your baby girls is uh, seriously excited too. It sounds like yeah. <laughs> my my
2: daughter is excited in the background. She's called for March Madness. Oh, I know so, she
0: so, is. Okay, yeah. you guys, you listen to you <laughs> can listen to him on WGN Radio. Also, see him on ESPN uh, calling a uh, Loyola games as well for NBC Sports Chicago. Add Jordan Burnfield on Twitter, Jordan, did I cover everything?
2: I think you did. Lakina said it's always great to be on with you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: It's always thank you, fun Jordan. You, you keep thank up the great George. work. You guys you stay safe. Yeah. All Give right, you too.
2: take care. All,
0: all right. right, all right, that is Jordan Burfield. Uh, Sid, do you want to take a break? Because I, you know, it's always fun when we have a on, so I, I gotta like, yeah, towel off. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> we, towel we off. we'll come back and finish up our number one strong. So, yeah, let's just uh, let's take a 20 and then we'll come back and finish up uh, our number one strong. Absolutely. You're listening to your Second, yeah, you listen to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live and in live color right here on Sports On Chicago. I'm Sid, that's We'll be right back.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex DeBrinckitt with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankanen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defensive end Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second-round pick this year and a 2023 sixth-round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro Defender. For lightning-fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. That's the Sports Flash on the Zone Chicago.
4: Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earn Kohl's cash. Here's to longer days and more time to save. Flex style, 15% offer
5: ends March 20th. Hurley Champion Adidas coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's account for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower.
0: Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work.
5: You're riding around, it's like going on a go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into...
2: a happy place. It's a great place to do Tai Chi.
1: I work on my mind, body, and well-being.
5: There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a Deere.
2: Welcome yeah. back to Second City
1: Sports. <laughs> We're live and they live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, the Friday edition. I'm Sid. That's Laquina. Uh, we'd like to thank Jordan Burnfield for hopping on with us to talk everything Chicago sports, including March Madness. And, Lakina, we have a few minutes left. Before we have our next guest, Ms. Jackie Kostek from CBS2 Chicago Sports. She's going to hop on with us to continue continue the conversation. But let's stick with college basketball. As you mentioned, Lakina, you never know what's going to happen in these conference tournaments. Uh, It just went final in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament. The final line, I fall to the Indiana Hoosiers by the score of 65-63. to As Jordan mentioned in our interview previously, Lakina, When the Illini struggle shooting, they lose the majority of the time. Check out these statistics. The Illini shoot 36% from three-point range, but 35% overall. The Indiana Hoosiers 30% from three-point range, but they shot a stellar 46%. That was the difference in today's game. And check out these statistics from the Illini. Jacob Granderson, of course, did not play. My guy, Alfonso Plummer, he struggled again today. Only two of seven for three-point land, only six points total. Trent Frazier, 11.6 assists, but 2-6 from three-point land, 4-10 overall. My guy Coleman Hawkins, him and Kofi Carburn on the big man for this team. Now, th- both of those guys did see a significant amount of time on the floor together in that second half. Coleman Hawkins was 5-10 for 18 points, 4-7 from three-point range. He had four rebounds total. Kofi Carburn had a nice game, 23-10, but you cannot blame him for today's loss. Uh, Corbello. Uh, uh, had a chance to win the game for Illinois. He missed an easy layup. Indiana made a free throw to uh, uh, um, make it a two point game. Of course, that's how the game ended. Indiana, Mike Woodson, you got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to improve their seedings uh, coming into today's action. According to me, are these bracketologists and so called experts, Indiana's one of the last four teams to get in. Uh, looks like they're going to get a better seeding now. Heaven forbid they win tomorrow. And then, of course, and play for the uh, the tournament championship on Sunday. Woo wee!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sort of one of those things where you you play like a team that has their backs against the wall. Indiana's been mm-hmm. very inconsistent all season long, and look, it's it's about getting hot at the right time. It looks like you know Mike Woodson's got his guys getting high at mm-hmm. the right time. So they earned I, it today. I, I, saw, I saw, yeah, I saw the tailing of that game you know, had in the background where we were talking to Jordan, and mm-hmm. you know free throws were an issue. You know Alfonso Plumber, unfortunately, his feet his feet are flint feast or famine with him. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately we got the famine. And you know, he didn't play very mm-hmm. well. And um struggling through the free throw line. Um Illinois did. So you know you gotta look you could give Indiana credit. You know, we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. You know, this might this could affect Illinois City. Again, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I mean look, Illinois, look I, I feel like, you know, could they could they pass me and make a nice run and get to sweet 16? Sure. But could mm-hmm. they losing the first or second round. Yeah, I guess probably yeah, I can see that too. Cause I think, mm-hmm. you know what? This is unfortunately what we saw was the battle my team. So and our, our buddy mm-hmm. Sean Davis uh even said himself that he doesn't think that this team is a talented as others think it is. I mean I don't know if I we'll agree see. With that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But again it's gonna come down to matches. as Jordan said. Jordan just said a couple of minutes ago it's all about the matchup. So we'll we'll see what happens with this one. Now going into the whole, you know, the big ten tournament as a whole, now that Illinois has gone, uh, bye-bye. Um, I believe I don't have a I don't have the bracket right in front of me, but they could, I think they could, they faced the winner of, uh, Iowa and Rutgers, I believe. So that game is coming on later in a little bit, about a half hour from about 15 minutes from now, I should say. So we'll, we'll see uh, what happens there. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Illinois needs to kind of get together and hopefully they can figure it out. But that, that, that loss just was not good. And it's not that, that's not the time to season to have like your point, your worst losses.
1: No, it's not. And so, like you said, they'll have a, 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 almost a week, exactly a week, to get it together because, uh, of course, the March Madness starts on Tuesday with that foolishness of foreign playing game nonsense. But you know, if you old schoolers like we are, the real the tournament starts next Thursday. So so Illinois will have just about a week to get it together, and they'll get a couple of good hard practices before they're up. Uh, you know, of course, they'll know their opponent by uh, Sunday night. And so the Illinois will be prepared uh, for uh, for the, uh, for their first opponent around this time next week. Now, t- taking a look at some of the other scores from today's uh, uh, conference tournament games in the SEC tournament quarterfinal. We have Texas A&M leading number four Auburn, fifty six to forty six. Texas uh, A&M led as by many as seventeen points at halftime. Bruce Pearls. Team Auburn, uh, they were number one for most of the season. They struggled the last couple of weeks. It looks like the bad side of the Auburn Tigers uh, is showing is rigging his ugly head right now. So um, late in the second half, Texas A&M leads Auburn by the score of 56-46 in the Atlantic 10 championship quarterfinal. Davidson leads Fordham by 22-69-47. Louisiana Tech leading North Texas 33-21 in the Conference USA championship semifinal. And in the conference USA, uh, other uh, conference USA sh- semifinal are going on right now. Louisiana Tech leading North Texas 33 to 21. And in the American Athletic Conference Championship Quarterfinal. Cincinnati is tied with number 18 Houston at 27. Now, going back to yesterday's action in these conference tournaments, uh, as, as Lakina calls them, the Fighting Rosers of, of course, he's the former head coach of, of the Loyola Ramblers that made it to the Final Four a couple of years ago. They defeated Baylor in the in the Big Twelve tournament yesterday yesterday by one point and so the crazy things happen at this time of year and when when we mentioned uh indiana they defeated illinois just a few moments ago they defeated michigan yesterday by five in another classic game 74 to 69 Duke gets by syracuse in a tight battle but they extended the game they pulled away at the end with free throws uh defeating syracuse 88 to 79 in the biggies Tournament quarterfinal from yesterday, Providence uh, defeated Butler sixty-five to sixty-one. In the SEC tournament second round yesterday, Texas A&M gets by Florida eighty-three to eighty in overtime. And George Mason and Fordham. Uh, did battle in the Atlanta 10th quarterfinal yesterday. Fordham got past George Mason by five fifty-four forty-nine. 49 And in the other, American Athletic Conference Championship in the first round, Cincinnati gets by Eastern Carolina, 74-67. And, of course, uh, Chicago's Big Ten team back to the Big Ten tournament from yesterday, Northwestern. Uh, they got blown out by Iowa, 112-76. And back to the ACC, Miami gets by Boston College, 71-69. And Arizona, the Pac-12 tournament, which uh, kicked off last night. Number two, Arizona gets by Stanford by 4 80 And in the Mountain West Championship in the quarterfinal, Boise State gets by Nevada by the score of 71-69. Then back to the Big, big 12 uh, tournament. Kansas gets by uh, – has no problem with West Virginia. They uh, blew them out by the score of 87-63. to And Colorado uh, gets a big win over Oregon back in the Pac-12 uh, conference tournament last night in, in the opening round, 80 to 69. You're listening to second city sports on sports on Chicago. I'm Sid. Hopefully, we will rejoin uh, yours truly in a couple of minutes here. So yes, a couple of technical issues going on uh, as we have a couple of minutes left in this first, first hour uh, of second city sports. You love this time of year of March madness. These conference tournaments, they make big money. You like to see crazy things happen, We just experienced it a few moments ago with Indiana, uh, beating Illinois 65 to 63 as i mentioned a couple of minutes ago Oklahoma upsetting uh, upsetting Baylor who are the currently uh, currently there to defend a national champions they defeated Gonzaga a year ago in the bubble and uh, uh, what do you like to see in the NCAA tournament and we posed this question to uh Jordan Burnfield just a few moments ago uh, do you like uh the big teams dominating or do you like to see uh uh, see the cinderellas i kind of like the the cinderella stories i know it, it annoys most people but hey uh, that's why we like march madness right because we had the same things happening all the time it'll be boring
0: well you like a little mixture of both and i think illinois mm-hmm. fans didn't like what i said earlier about them <laughs> but it'll be interesting look as far as you know the teams are already in the tournament some of the teams you know Col Colgate's back in the tournament they won the patriot league mm-hmm. last night this is their third time you know we're going to the tournament in the last four years Bellarmine, you know, if that's a team, if you know, you don't know who that team is, they're a small school, they're making their transition, they're in the second year of the Division One. Unfortunately, you know, they're only in their second year. You'll get, you you got to wait four years. They end up winning the A-Sun tournament, but Jacksonville. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, because they're not el- eligible, Jacksonville State will end up going to the tournament because they won the regular season. So unfortunately for Bellarmine, um the knights uh unfortunately they're not going to be able to go to the to the tournament at least not for another couple of years so uh it's, it's sort of weird how that works but you know it is what it is uh jacksonville state's going for the for the a son instead so it, it's sort of one of those like you know you, you kind of hate that, that 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 has to be you know the case right but you know it is what it is in that front but uh some of the other teams that made, of course we talked about murray state they're going back uh they could probably perhaps make some noise as well so you know look you got you like you like a good, i like a good mixture as as they say and with the with the big you know tournaments going into going in full swing you got you know the big 10 tournament the biggies tournaments going on right now the sec auburn who's a top seed there they're down nine to texas a and m with about a little over four and a half minutes left houston a top seed they're down uh five at you know near halftime in the American. So yeah, so it's sort of the time of year where everything, you know, kind of gets you know gets to going. So we'll 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 see what happens. It should be a lot of fun. We'll talk more about, th- about that in a second. But our, our our lovely guest is on uh right now Sid, introduce her please.
1: Well before we introduce her, we had to take this quick time out because our number one is in the books. Our number two will be straight ahead and we'll have Miss Jackie Cossack from CBS2 Chicago Sports to talk. Chicago sports March Madness and more as you're listening to second City Sports Live on the Friday edition in Living Color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sports Zone Chicago. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex DeBrincat with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankinen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defensive end Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second-round pick this year and a 2023 sixth-round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro Defender. For lightning-fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone Chicago.
4: I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earned Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Flex Styles 15% offer ends March 20th. Hurley Champion
5: Adidas coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohl's.com for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower.
0: Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work. You're riding around, it's like going on a
5: go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into...
2: My happy place. It's a great place to do Tai Chi. I work on my mind,
5: body, and well-being. There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deere.com. Nothing runs like a Deere.
1: Welcome Ooh. back to hour number two of Second City Sports, with the Friday edition. We're in live and living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, All along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I ain't Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You follow
0: me, Akina McGee, on the Twitter and gonna McGee on the IG.
1: If you have a question or comment for our next guest, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports On Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section, Lakina, and get them up on the screen for you. Our next guest to kick off to kick off our number two of this fabulous program is. Well, Emmy award winning reporter and weekend sports anchor at CBS2 Chicago Sports. She is the one, the talented, and the beautiful Miss Jackie Casey. Jackie, welcome to our show. How are you?
6: Oh my gosh. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I appreciate it. And I'm so excited (laughs) to be part of your show today. So thanks for inviting me on.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no problem. No problem. No problem. I, well, I'm assuming I know you love your job. and I know this is what you signed up for to cover it. You do everything human ch- interest stories and covering sports. But uh, we wanted to give you a break from covering that Chicago politics nonsense. So <laughs> who, who, who needs a headache, right?
6: All <laughs> uh, right, right. Well, no, sports, I feel like, have you know, they have a little word. They have some politics involved. But yes, we're not covering sure. Mike Madigan like we were last week. So it's, this week has been all about <laughs> All about sports. So yeah. yesterday was like a huge day with the MLB coming back and uh you know Khalil Mack being traded away to the Chargers. Uh we've got Big Ten conference tournament play this weekend. So uh big game that just happened too. I don't know if you guys were you guys watching Indiana yeah. and LA? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, cool. yeah, you know, one eye on the screen and one eye on here trying to do the show. You you know, you know, in this business you had to multi sometimes. Try uh-huh. multitask if I'm making this word up correctly. You know, do three things at once. It's hard to do two things at once or one thing at once, but you know <laughs> how this
6: goes, right? Well, we we try to make it look effortless, even though it exactly. really takes a lot of effort to do. Yeah, <laughs> let's start.
1: Yeah, let's start off with the uh, college basketball in the final line. Uh, of course, uh, you just mentioned uh, the Illini lose to the to the Indiana Hoosiers, sixty-five to sixty-three. It came down to shooting, uh, Jackie. Uh, the Illini shot uh, Abysmal, thirty-six percent. Of Indiana, forty-five percent. Uh, let's go to the Illini first. When they shoot below forty percent, they lose the majority of the time. When they shoot forty percent or better, they win the majority of the time. Give us your your assessment of the final Illini. Do you think they could go deep into this uh, into this tournament this year? We expected them to do it last year with I O Dusuma. Of course, they got upset by Porter Mosers of uh, uh, Loyola Ramblers last year. What do you see the outlook for the Illini at this year?
6: Yeah, I mean, I feel like a couple of weeks ago, most people were putting the Illini possibly in the final four, but I feel like mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks, they've dropped a couple really close games. You saw them drop a game at home against Ohio State a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago. Um, and then, of course, just today dropping that game. And actually, they were down to Iowa, you know, on their senior night until mm-hmm. the home stretch. And so I feel like they've really shown that they can lose to competitive teams, which Uh, is not really where you want to be. You don't want to be dropping those close games at the end of the season. Uh, But the one thing I think they have going for them right now, unfortunately coming out of this Hoosier loss, is they do get more rest going into the tournament. So that can actually serve as a benefit and an advantage heading into the tournament. So we'll see. I honestly, I think the two sleeper teams right now in the Big Ten heading into March Madness are Iowa. I mean, Iowa has been red hot the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. even though they dropped that one game to Illinois. But other than that, they've been so hot, dropping 19 threes yesterday. I mean, that was like an incredible yeah. performance. Um, and Indiana, of course, I mean, big win today and big mm-hmm. win yesterday, huge comeback against Michigan.
0: Yeah, I really like Keegan Murray from uh, Iowa. Is one of my favorites, and that in the Big Ten. So we'll just see. They play Rutgers in a few minutes, so that should be a, a fun one. Now, what about Lo- Loyola, Jackie? Uh, they're back in the tournament. You know, they got a senior laden squad. Do you think they can kind of make another magical run? I mean, I hope they can. I think their magical runs have been so fun to watch. <laughs>
6: um, I think they've they like you said they've got a lot of seniors returning, uh, fifth year seniors. So these guys really chose to come back really for the tournament that they just played in and now this and now the March Madness. So I think they're in the position they wanted to be in. They're in the position of dancing. And honestly, they may not have made the tournament had they not won the conference tournament last weekend. So I think they've got all the momentum in the world. And they've got this young coach, Drew Valentine, who I think they all want to play and win for. Um, And Valentine is so fun to to watch and to talk to he's just got such a fresh personality and obviously you know he was part of the the Moser gang as well so um yeah this is the first time he's been in charge and in, in the lead but I think it'll be it'll be a fun tournament to watch for sure
1: going back to the alignment, of course they're led by Kofi Carl Burton he's a beast inside and of course uh setting the tone from the point guard position is Trent Frazier in your opinion who needs to be that unsung hero quote-unquote, that third guy to step up to help the Illini get to where they want to go?
6: I mean, I really liked Hawkins today. I feel like Coleman Hawkins Mm -hmm. has sort of been the player that comes off the bench and sinks threes when the team needs them most. So um, yeah, I mean, I think you've Obviously, Corbello is so fun to watch, and he's got, I think the broadcaster said today that he's got like magician moves in the paint, which he just came in and like <laughs> did something that none of us could do if we wanted to.
1: Too bad uh, that ball didn't go in the hoop in the last yeah, second.
6: Right? Oh, yeah. oh, and it looked like it was gonna drop and you it won. You know? yeah. Oh man. Uh yeah, that was that was disappointing. But but yeah, again, I mean more rest heading into the tournament. So I like Hawkins though. I feel like he comes in and he just Drops
0: those threes when they need them. <laughs> yeah, so let's hope we can. Let's hope we can drop them in the tournament next week. Uh, let's talk about the MLB lockout. You know, it's over. With. Baseball's Yo, back. It's... Yeah, Yay, right. Uh, so uh. we, we, we go through some of the things. uh We all started with uh the South cyrus first. Jackie, um Rick Hahn I think, looks so excited about the about baseball being back. I think even more excited than Sid. What, what do you, you know, cause with the, you know, it's going to be free agency. It's going to be a whole, a whole new, a whole you know, new sort of, you know, season with a short you new know, free agency and a lot of frenzy. So what do you think the White Sox are going to be looking forward to add? Or are they going to be able to trade Craig Kimball before spring training? What, what are your synopsis of the White Sox?
6: You know, honestly, I feel like we, the White Sox had a lot of momentum coming out of last year, making the playoffs two years in a row for the first time, I think in franchise history, um, I feel like everyone is just pumped for for baseball to be back and I don't honestly I'm not sure what they're going to be looking to do yet. I feel like we've been focused so much on the lockout the last 99 days and so now we're like full speed ahead heading into spring training. I mean, we know the guys are already in Arizona or getting to Arizona within the next couple of days. They have to be, you know, mandatory report date is on Sunday. So I, I I honestly I can't even lend an opinion on that one yet. I feel like it's just so much is going to happen so quickly. Uh, and we're going to be moving at breakneck speed, and I, I don't know. I think we're just going to have to buckle up and see what happens. <laughs> but I hope <laughs> they get the right pieces. I mean, obviously, against the Astros last year in the playoffs, it was clear that the White Sox were a playoff contending team, but they couldn't quite get past that the Astros. And so they they do need to make some changes for sure.
1: Let's go over to the north side with the Chicago Cubs, of course, with this free agency. Of course, Carlos Correa is the big free agent out there. Of course, he's been linked to the Cubs uh here and there. Uh some people say that that the Cubs shouldn't do this and they should continue to quote unquote build this the right way. But um the Cubs have a whole lot of uh, money uh, in 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 the in their bank account right now. Do you think it's a good idea to go out to Carlos Correa or uh, just stay, stay in pat and continue to build through through the draft and through the farm system?
6: Oh, man, that's a good question, Sid. I honestly – <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I mean, I think you you want the big star power, and I feel like the Cubs right now don't have a lot of those big names, and I feel like mm-hmm. over the last – you know, decade, of course, with a World Series winning team, like you had so many stars on the team and you just right. kind of dealt them all away last year. So I feel like it wouldn't be bad for the Northsiders to get to, to get our true star back in place. But but I don't know. I mean, they also had a lot of breakout stars last summer after they made those trades. Um, you know, they had Frank, uh, Frank Schwimmer. Schwimmer? Not Schwimmer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was
1: that,
6: Shwindale. A- Shwindale, Shwindale. I like that. Um, No, but you saw some of those guys come out and just uh, really make the most of their moment. And so I don't know, I, I'm not in charge, so I just got to, you know, watch as these things play out and and yeah, again, we'll see what happens. But I think we will be making, seeing a lot of uh, trades and free agent signings in the next couple days now that these teams are able to make those moves.
0: Well, speaking of trades, you are going to the Green and talking about the Bears, uh, they made big, big news, of course, about a few just a couple of hours after you know the you know the lockout ended, the Bears decided to trade uh, Khalil Mack. I I warned folks that this would happen. You know, they got rid of you know got rid of him. You know, they had to you know get some picks. I know some people felt that maybe they should have gotten more. More, more news could probably be on the horizon. You know, they, re- they might release Eddie. They might trade or release Eddie Goldman. I know they're going to re- release Danny Trevathan. That's the latest rumor. They may trade Robert Quinn. A whole new regime. You know, taking over at the Bears. So, Jackie, what, what, what do you think?
6: Well, I think they definitely got more draft capital in this, which I think is what they need to bring the right elements around Justin Fields. And I think that's the most important thing for the team right now. They still have a lot of star power on defense. Um, But I think last season on offense, you know, if you're really going to build an offense around Justin Fields, you need to get more on the O-line. You need to get people who are going to protect Justin Fields. And I don't think that we really had that last season. So I feel like in trading away Mac, you free up a ton of cap space. I mean, the Chargers are taking the rest of his three-year contract at nearly $70 million dollars. And so that frees up a ton of cap space and allows them to, to hopefully build more in this draft and get the right guys around fields. Because I know as Bears fans, you just cannot sit around and watch fields get absolutely mauled by, you know, other teams' defenses this year. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a big move. And I think a lot of people will be disappointed to see Mac go. But he also sat out the last 10 games of last season. So I don't know. We didn't really get to see Khalil Mack in – prime Khalil Mack form last season. So maybe it is just time to move forward.
1: (laughs) Emmy award-winning reporter and weekend sports singer Jackie Cossett from CBS2Chicago is joining us on the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color. Sid LaKena here with you on Chicago. Jackie, let's go back to the hardwood. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Of course, they ended their losing streak the other night in Detroit. They host the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow tomorrow night uh where do you see this bulls team i know alex caruso is working his way back into the lineup hopefully alonzo ball is doing the same thing uh where do you see this bulls team as it currently stands
6: you know the Bulls have been so fun to watch all season long, and I yeah. think you know, and, and which has been so good to finally see. It's been so many years that the Bulls have just struggled, and so I think finally building around Zach Levine and giving him some uh, some partners in crime there, and watching DeMar DeRozan just go mm-hmm. off almost every single night, it's been it's been a joy to watch, and I do feel like they they hit a little bit of a slump and it showed that they needed Caruso and Lonzo ball back in action to help the defense. So yeah, I mean, I, I think down the stretch, like these guys really wanted, and it's clear that they're having so much fun playing together and that they want it so bad. Like I remember DeMar DeRozan had a particularly uh, rough shooting night at the line, like maybe a month and a half ago. And he said that he stayed after at the United center just to shoot free throws, just to work on his free throw Mm -hmm. shot. And that level of intensity and drive to be the best that you can be, I feel like is going to help them down the stretch. But it is a competitive Eastern Conference, so I don't know. But I mean, with the yeah, Cleveland Caval- Cavaliers being better this year and the Heat being on top of their game, like it's it's fun to have the Eastern Conference be a true battle.
0: Well, it looks like Caruso, you know, is getting closer and closer to coming back. How much of a difference, you know, with him coming back? You know, P Will might come back. It might be a little while long before a ball does. What is the ceiling for the Bulls once all these guys hopefully can come back?
6: It's a question that uh, nobody knows, I don't
0: think, yet. I, I think the Bulls
6: have not really been like perfectly healthy. They had so many COVID issues in December. They've had injuries, which, you know, most teams face some issues with injury during the season. That's just a normal thing that they have to deal with. But I I don't think that we know the the ceiling for the Bulls yet because it's been a long time since we've seen everyone in place, but I do think that getting Caruso back and getting Lonzo ball back should really help the defense, which seems to be, I mean, you look at that like five game losing streak, the defense was really what, you know, lost those games. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. (laughs) But I think (laughs) there's a limit, I think.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, let's get more into your career path in general, Jackie. Uh, of course, you worked here in Chicago before the first time you worked at WCIU, the morning show, the Jam. Of course, you mm-hmm. were one of the MCs for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, tell us what was that uh, experience like working in the city of Chicago the first t- first go around?
6: Yeah, I mean, I-, I loved working in Chicago, and that's why I wanted to come back. Um, I, you know, had been working. First, um, I had moved from New York and I first worked for a company called DNA Info, which is now Block Club Chicago. So I was producing videos for them um, and just reporting mostly news. So I covered a lot of um, crime, some feature stories as well. I guess it was always a mix. Um, But yeah, I really didn't get into the sports world until I worked for the Blackhawks when I was working for uh, WCIU as well at the same time. Um, And I remember... So at the time I was the arena host and it was a job that I absolutely loved. I had so much fun with, um, but I remember watching, like when I was setting up and doing rehearsals before the games would start, I would see the reporters come in from the news stations in town and doing their live hits before the game. And I was kind of looking at them and thinking, now that's really what I want to be doing. You know, I really want to be covering the teams in a in a real way. And I mean, my job with the Blackhawks was interacting with fans, you know, doing fun hits on the jumbotron. Like it wasn't covering the team in a real way. And so I think you always have to pay attention to to how how you feel and what's like what you're longing to do and kind of who you're envious of in a way. And so I was <laughs> You <laughs> know in, in that place, like I loved what I was doing, and it felt like the right thing for me at the time. But I wanted to be doing that. And so um, moving from WCIU, I, I don't think that I could have made the transition to one of the you know ABC, NBC, CBS from WCIU. I just didn't have the right experience. Um uh-huh. I hadn't covered news in, you know, a real way on TV. I was just doing fun features for WCIU. So that's why I made the jump to uh, Las Vegas. I worked for the ABC station out there and they had the perfect role for me at the time, which was uh, weekend news anchor where I was also anchoring sports. I just you know anchored the whole show um, and community sports reporter. And so I covered sports in a real way, but I also Emphasized uh, these community stories, so the impact that the teams were having on the city, um, and you know, covering their foundation work and all of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. all of those things. So, yeah, I uh, when I had the opportunity to jump back to Chicago, I had to take it. Um, I miss the city so much, and obviously, when you talk about sports, I mean, it's like the most vibrant sports city mm-hmm. I think in the country by far. <laughs> it's a lot, <laughs> of sport, but it's like. Just the most fun too. So, but I do get to cover news and sports at CBS, which is a dream come true. So, <laughs> uh,
0: well, there's well, look, you know, it's never a dull day here on both both sides of the pol- of the spectrum, both both politics and sports. So, do you mm-hmm. have like, do you have a preference? I know, I know, you have to do the prep like differently with for both. So, which is sort of, I don't want to say like hard or tedious, but which is sort of like you know more, you know, kind of you had to peel the onion more, if you will.
6: Yeah, I mean, I think sports definitely align more with my personality um because in sports when you're delivering sports you can be a little bit um louder is not the right word but you can be a little bit more you can have more personality than you can if you're telling Mm -hmm. a hard news story um and so i think I really do enjoy that. I enjoy being able to to smile on camera and to uh, emote a little bit more. Um, But I also really like the balance of getting to tell these hard news stories as well. Um, I feel like my two big dreams in this industry are to cover the Olympics, which are like, that's a super sports, track um and to anchor a morning show which is not a sports track um so uh, yeah i hopefully i'm on track to do both i don't know but um but yeah i really do enjoy doing both and they're they both have their own challenges or and their own positive things too so (laughs)
1: Jackie Cosset from CBS Two Chicago Sports is joining us right here on the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. See you again here with you as we head down the home stretch of today's show, Jackie. I know you grew up in the state of Minnesota, and uh, did uh, did you uh, play any high school sports uh, growing up? Uh, uh, where did you get this passion of sports from? Did you get it from your parents, or uh, how did you uh, get into the uh, in, into your love for
5: sports?
6: I love that question, Sid. Um, So, yeah, I did grow up in Minnesota, but neither of my parents are from Minnesota. So my mom is from Cleveland, Ohio, um, and a lot of uh, our family went to Ohio State. Um, My grandmother lived in Columbus for a long time. So we all grew up, even though I grew up in Minnesota, like my mom's passion for Cleveland sports and Ohio State um, (laughs) were... (laughs) (laughs) It is absurd. Um, So, I mean, I remember, man, I mean, we used to have, like, a Buckeye flag that she would, like, you know, hang outside of the house. And when uh, Art Modell sold or, you know, brought the Browns to um, Baltimore, she, like, had a sign with, uh, bad language outside of our house. So, I don't
0: <laughs> <know>. <laughs> oh God.
6: So that's just, I mean, the passion, like I always knew as, you know, growing up that like on Saturdays, if Ohio state won, it was like, I should ask for anything that I wanted from her right after the game. <laughs> if they lost, I should just stay away from her for like a full week. Cause that's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, the passion definitely came from that. I, I played sports growing up. I was a figure skater. Um, swimmer or competitive cheerleader, but I mean I wasn't very athletic. So I i <laughs> kind of prefer to to just watch from
0: the sideline <laughs> and shear my head off.
1: <laughs> At least you tried. He gave me yeah, a full I'll effort. Say, yeah. That's what I'm
0: We've all been there, right? You you try a little bit of something, then you realize, no, I'm better at you know, the watching her, you know, to learn about it. Exactly. Her. Exactly. Did you have, did so you have like
6: fun, any? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Uh, did you have like any favorite like sports heroes from Minnesota or from, or even from Cleveland or you know, or for Ohio in general? Yeah. I mean, our dog
6: growing up was named after uh, Bernie Kosar, who was the longtime quarterback for the Browns. Um, <laughs> I mean, most of my he- sports heroes are Ohio State football players. Um. Cardell Jones when he went into uh, the Big Ten tournament game in 2014 yeah. and crushed Wisconsin 59-0, uh, you know, coming off off the bench. That was that was <laughs> amazing, went on to win that national championship. So yeah, I think most of mine I'm like in the draft right now, I'm really looking at like Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, because they were the yes. star wide receivers for the Buckeyes this past season. So um yeah, I mean covering all of the Chicago teams, like I'm all about, but if you want to see me really go nuts, it's watching an Ohio State football game.
0: <laughs> 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 We're not yeah, I, I yeah, I'm sure you weren't pleased when they lost to Michigan this year. Uh, <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> what do you have to do there, Lakina?
0: <laughs> I, <saw it. laughs> I didn't mean to do it. I, I had to I had to
6: mention yes. no 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 it was it was terrible, but um Yeah, I think that, like, after the nine-year, you know, it was almost a decade of us winning. And so just to have the rivalry be somewhat competitive – Every once in a while, they have to win. You know, every <laughs> once in a while, not often, but every once in a while. <laughs>
0: and, and look, and they and, and they won the Rose Bowl against Utah too. So you know, there, there's a there's a right side. See, that was, a, I mean, that was a weird game, but that was
6: yeah. It, it ended up being fun for Ohio State fans, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> Are you guys? Who's your college team? The Illini. Uh, I,
1: love- I don't really have a college football, I- football me. team. God, uh, I, I, I just watch love- from the sidelines. So
0: yeah, okay. I-, I love yeah. Growing up in what? Big Ten country, yeah, growing up in Big Ten country, of course, but, you know, look, I love, I love, you know, Sid knows, I love Pac-10, you know, now Pac-12. Yeah, she's and- a West
1: Coast uh, college football queen, so uh, oh! if you need some, some West Coast yeah. college football info, Laquina is, is your girl.
0: Nice.
6: Yeah. Okay, I do like Utah. I feel like Utah is, like, they've been really fun to watch, and Oregon's usually fun to watch, even though they beat the Buckeyes this year, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean there's a lot of good pack 10, 12 teams to watch.
0: So Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. As you mentioned, Jackie, you worked in Las Vegas. Of course, I'll follow you on Instagram and uh, uh for lack of a better term, mean this in a nice, uh, respectful, and fun way. You were having the time of your uh, of your life, and me personally, I went to Vegas three times, and uh, uh, I, I did not have any luck gambling. But that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> I, I tell this to people all the time. Uh, Vegas looks like it's a, a metropolitan city that's been growing over the last several years, next to Chicago. I'm not saying it's just because 'cause I'm born and raised here, but Las Vegas has a great skyline, especially at night, next to yes. Chicago, of course, but it has a great skyline. Talk to us about your experience in Las Vegas. Uh, 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 I was jealous of you. Uh, I, usually, uh, I usually don't say this a lot, but since we're we're friends now, yes. um, of course, <laughs> like I said, uh, I tell people all the time, go to a Blackhawks game. I know they're not doing well this year, but go to a Blackhawks game. If you haven't been to a Blackhawks game, uh, you'll have the best time of your life. Now, I'm jealous of you because... Uh, the Golden Knights, uh, ever since they've been in the NHL for the last five, six years, they've never missed a, a season yeah. of, of going to the playoffs. I was jealous of you being in that building. I want to be in that <laughs> building just one time. <laughs> and and, th- and that, it looks like that city's taking off professionally. Uh, it looks like they're going to get an NBA team probably not into, uh, into the distant future. Uh, uh, they already have a football team with, uh, with yep, the, the Raiders, Raiders now. And, of course, they were in the playoffs this year and they lost. But that city's really uh, rallied around this hockey team, the Golden Knights.
6: You know, that actually is the reason. Well, first of all, I'm sorry that you lost when you were gambling. Because that's <laughs> the experience of most people, unfortunately. My yeah, favorite yeah. is Casino War. I don't know if you guys have ever played Casino War. They only have it in some casinos. Like, not many casinos. But okay. it's based, It's just high-card wins. So it's super yeah. simple and it's fun. But you can either win a lot really quick or lose a lot really quick. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I mean... It, T-Mobile Arena is by far I think one of the most special arenas in the NHL. Um and maybe all of professional sports. It is so loud and so such a I don't know, such an exhilarating experience every time. I mean, Vegas really goes all out with all of their production in-game production mm-hmm. so oh yeah. It's it's what you would expect out of something in Las Vegas, but you sit down in your seat or you're standing up still maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and it's full throttle volume. And it's just a a show, a show before the game even starts. And then a show when the game is taking a break. So, um, but yeah, I think the Vegas Golden Knights, that that truly is why I wanted to go to Vegas when I was trying to, you know, think about markets that would be a, a step back in terms of market size, but not in terms of like quality of teams and just Mm -hmm. like interest level and uh, you know all of the things that you would want to cover were all in Las Vegas even though it wasn't like a huge market um but I think that the way the city the community came around the team right after the mass shooting I mean their Mm -hmm. first Uh, game was nine days after the worst mass shooting in the country and so um it was just an incredible season and I think because of that timing and because of how the Golden Knights performed that first season and because of how they were out in the community and they really showed that they cared, mm-hmm. um, they will forever be Vegas's like number one team. And I think that's why it made it so special to watch. It's not just a professional sports team. It's like mm-hmm. that team provided people in Las Vegas um, right. something to rally around and it was really special.
0: All right, you can catch her on CBS to Chicago on the weekends. Weekend sports as weekend sports anchor. Also, too, you can catch her work. You're covering politics as well. She is Miss Jackie Kostek And uh, Jackie, where can people find you on the social media streets? Yeah, uh, I'm
6: basically on everything. Just at Jackie Costek. So if you know my name, you can just search and follow. And yeah, I thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> this was so much fun.
1: No, uh, no, no problem. You're- Are you on TikTok?
6: Oh, oh, actually, I'm not on TikTok.
1: No. Oh, good. Yeah. That's the best decision TikTok. in your life.
6: I, I mean, it already, God, social media already consumes so much of our time. So, no, I can't do TikTok right now. And I hopefully never will, but we'll see. <laughs> You're a smart person.
1: You're a smart thank person. <laughs> uh-huh. we'll all three of us are we'll not TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no,
6: we're fresh for life now. I love it.
1: That's for the kids, anyway.
0: <laughs> That's the kids anyway. <laughs> it truly is. It, truly it is. really is. Thank you again, Jackie. We, we got to do this again. This is so much yes. fun. Absolutely.
6: Absolutely. I will do it anytime
0: you guys want me to. So thank you.
1: Yeah, thank, thank you, Jackie. T- take t- care and must continue success.
0: Okay, bye. bye. All right, take care.
1: Uh,
0: all right, that was CBS2 Chicago's Jackie Kosick and uh, said we gotta uh, you know, gotta you know, take a breather here for a second. We still got a yes. lot to talk about, you know, NFL trades, NBA, upcoming uh, upcoming games, you know, more March Madness, you know, a couple upsets today. Oh, still got a lot to talk about, still, but you know what? You can stay right here with us to talk about all of it. This is the second stage sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you in a few minutes.
3: AutomotiveMap.com presents the sports flash on the Sport Zone Chicago. NBA tomorrow night, the Bulls back home. They'll host the Cavaliers. It'll be a 7 o'clock tip-off at United Center. Chicago snapped a five-game losing skid with a 114-108 win at Detroit on Wednesday. The Bulls are fourth in the Eastern Conference, three and a half games out of first behind the Sixers, Bucks and the Heat. The Cavaliers have won two straight. They're sixth in the East, five games out of first. NHL Thursday, the Blackhawks fell 4-3 at Boston. Brandon Hagel had a pair of goals for Chicago. Alex DeBrincat with a goal and an assist. Kevin Lankinen made 32 saves. The Blackhawks at Ottawa tomorrow night. The LA Chargers have agreed to acquire defensive end Khalil Mack from the Bears in exchange for a pair of draft picks. The Chargers are expected to send a second-round pick this year and a 2023 sixth-round selection to the Bears for the three-time All-Pro Defender. For lightning-fast sports updates, download the Score app. It's free and one of the most popular sports apps in North America. I'm Chuck Sanders. Dance the Sports Flash on the Sport Zone Chicago.
4: Okay, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not shopping spring essentials at Kohl's, you're missing out. I just got 20% off the cutest outfit from Sonoma Goods for Life, 25% off Hurley, which my son loves, and 25% off Champion and Adidas. Did I mention I also got an extra 15% off and earn Kohl's cash? Here's to longer days and more time to save. Select style,
5: 15% offer ends March 20th. Hurley Champion Adidas coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohl's account for details. How do you make the most of your mow? Tony and Melissa do it on a John Deere Z530M Z-Track mower.
0: Jump out of the house, a cup of coffee, and I'm at work.
5: You're riding around, it's like going on a go-kart. And for Rodney, he uses his John Deere X350 lawn tractor to turn his yard into...
2: My happy place. It's a great place to do Tai
1: Chi. I work on my mind, body, and well-being.
5: There are millions of ways to make the most of your mow. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like
0: a Deere.
1: Welcome back to Second City Sports Live in the Living Color on the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Last segment of the show, last segment of the week for us. Uh, just a reminder, we'll have a, a special edition of Second City Sports in our uh, uh, March Madness Selection Show. Uh, There'll be this coming Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Yours truly and Laquina will be joined by Andy Mazur of WGN Radio in Chicago to help us uh, break down uh, uh, the brackets uh, after you watch uh, that madness on, on on CBS with Greg Gumbel, Kenny Smith, and Charles Barkley, Seth Davis, and Clark Kellogg, um, insult you on intelligence, at least some of them. Anyway, and today revealed that uh, the brackets at five o'clock, six o'clock on Sunday night. Tune in right here on Sports On Chicago as we uh, review the brackets that were released the, uh, the previous hour. We'll have special guest Andy Mazer on to help us out with that. Uh, Lakina, let's get back into the show and, and finish strong. As you mentioned, we'll, we'll talk NFL. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'm not surprised even though I said he uh, he was going to play for another team next year. He's going to stay uh, 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 as a neighbor of us to the north for at least one more year as he's going to uh, play for the Green Bay Packers. And Russell Wilson finally got his wish last year. He was talking about, oh, I didn't say I wanted to be traded. Remember all that madness? Well, this year, uh, the madness has moved to the Mile High City in Denver, Colorado. As Russell Wilson will uh, play for the Denver Broncos for this upcoming season for the remainder of his con- of his contract. Lakin, I'll give you the floor to uh, get your reaction of the news of the two biggest uh, named quarterbacks currently in the
0: NFL. Yeah, it's one of those days where, like, I, I, I was not surprised that Aaron Rodgers decided to, to stay. I, I don't look. I know there were some, you know, thoughts that maybe he was going to go to Denver, and because mm-hmm. he got his o-, o O C there. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, didn't think that was going to be the case. Now, as far as Russell Wilson, you know, I, I think he was their plan B. I feel like the Broncos, so he got his wish. And it sounds like they're going on, going, seeking up, going on, you know, full rebuild. It looks like that's what the Seahawks are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they they trade Jamal, uh, Jamal Adams, they released Bobby Wagner, There, they got rid of Russell Wilson. So. I feel like maybe they are kind of in rebuild mode. The Seahawks are, and look, the AFC West is going to be, you know, a total log jam when it comes to quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Of course, you got you know Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. You got things now like I guess you could say that's now the fourth best quarterback in that division. Now with Russell <laughs> Wilson joined the uh, the Broncos, so I think that's going to be sort of the thing where it's definitely going to be a log jam. So and also to another trade, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, not 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 really like the best quarterback, but you know, he did leave you know, the, the coast of the playoffs, unfortunately. Carson Wentz. So now they gave us mm-hmm. so he got traded. So now good to the commanders. So that's reasonable a lot of money for Indianapolis. Now they're looking for a quarterback too. Jimmy G, you know, Garoppolo, you know, he had so- shoulder surgery you know, this morning. You got to think his name is being popped up. Some people said maybe Tom Brady might go to San Fran. Yeah, you know, He might want to go to San Francisco because that's, that's where he's from. Who knows? Well yeah, look who just we thought that maybe NLB could probably get going with, you know, getting their lockout sell. The NFL's like, uh-uh-uh, and kinda of like smack with in the head, like, oh no, <laughs> we're we're the top dogs here. So it, it it's crazy. Of course, the Khalil Mac trade. You know, say it before, you know, the is gonna eat some up eat, eat up some of that money. And, and look, they're gonna be, you know, the birds gonna have a hundred and million in twenty twenty three, so you know, that that was probably the best you know best you know decision for them to make. You know you think Ryan Poles is going to have to wipe the slate clean. He won't say it's a rebuild, but it looks like that's what they're going to do. But as for you know the Chargers, you know with him, you know with Mac, you know both are so both when healthy. I think that's going to be the key here. Both can stay healthy. I think the Chargers can be right there in the AFC West.
1: Now as far as the Seahawks are concerned, they're on a full rebuild. We'll see what happens with Pete Carroll, their current head coach, going forward. Now with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, as I said, I thought he was going to play for another team this season. That's not going to happen. I'm not surprised at this, given what we do on this side of the mic. But that, uh, but that team is going to look totally different now. Does this mean that wide receiver Devontae Adams is coming back? We'll see. But that defense is going to look a whole lot different because remember, before even though free agency starts next week, uh, the the Green Bay Packers were. 46 million dollars in the hole in terms of the salary cap and the green bay had a lot of work to do cutting cutting players and maneuvering contracts and signing bonuses things of that nature so green bay still has a lot of work to do but uh, it will that team be competitive? Yes, because Aaron Rodgers went healthy is the best quarterback in the league, but that team is going to look almost totally different next year. Now, as far as Denver is concerned with Russell Wilson, the AFC West is going to be competitive next year. You mentioned the charges and the moves getting Khalil Mack. Justin Herbert is a quarterback star on the rise. Um, uh, The Raiders made the playoffs last year. Looks like by default, they're going to be the uh, last ranked team in that division. (laughs) And they made the playoffs last year. Kansas City is looking forward to getting back to the Super Bowl after falling short last year at home in the AFC title game. Of course, uh, with Denver, they have a young defense. I know the rumor has it that Rob Miller may return. But Russell Wilson has some talent uh, with that offense, with the Jerry Judy as a, their star wide receiver. Uh, they uh, they still may bring running back Melvin Gordon back. Uh, that offense, it better stay healthy because that was one of Russell Wilson's Achilles heels the last uh, few years of his career in Seattle. So Denver still has a little bit of work to do, but uh, I think they'll be competitive next year. And for you Broncos fans that are listening and watching us, prepare – yourself to uh uh watch your team in a lot of prime time games next year. That's Thursday, Sunday night, and Monday night for sure. Especially with these quarterback matchups with just within a division alone. I don't have their opponents in front of me, but uh Denver's gonna get a lot of prime time games next season.
0: Yeah, they'll probably get a couple. And I look I feel like this is sort of being one of those divisions where it's gonna be like make those moves. You know, well the Broncos make those moves mm-hmm. to improve that old line because that's you know you're gonna be right back where you started. If you're a Wilson, mm-hmm. Wilson, you know, leaving, you know, Seattle, that was one of the big problems was at the O-line issue. So hopefully they can get it together there. Um, you know, as far as, you know, home here with the Bears, you know, Tariq Cohen, he's going to be, he's released, you know, they might, they might also release Danny Trevathan. That's what Brad mm-hmm. Bates said in the Tribune. Also too, they might, they may trade Eddie Goldman. They might trade uh, Robert Quinn. Look, Ryan Pulse would sound a non-committal when you asked about the team. Yo, know, there's not a lot of good players on here, and Jordan said it earlier in the show. So it's gonna be one of those things where you're kind of like, yo, know, yeah, you know, the Bears are probably gonna are gonna suck this year. that just be prepared. Mm-hmm. So. And I think, you know, people you know, who are hoping maybe the Bears could probably ask, put the, the Band-Aid on and stuff like that. Look, I don't mind if they're doing a full-on rebuild, I should say. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised.
1: Yeah, this is what happens in any team, in any sport. When new people come in, they have their own people. They have new ideas. And so they're going to build it the way they see fit. And this Bears team needs a, a, a purge anyway. Do you like to see your team lose? No, but... Uh, if they do it and build it the right way, you'll see the the fruits of your labor at the end of the rainbow. Look, not going back to baseball, but look at what's happening with the Sox right now. You saw what happened with the Cubs in 2016 and winning the when they won the World Series. Theo and Jed, uh, building it uh, the right way, uh, and doing it in their own vision. So for the Bears, yeah, there, there was a, a lot of aging veterans with uh, dead money uh, on on the books. You starting to see them; uh, they're getting ready to go uh, go now. So and uh, some of them may be gone within the next year or so they remain on the team for this upcoming season. But I want to ask you, Lakina, uh, as far as Eddie Goldman, because remember he sat out 2020 due to COVID concerns. He saw mm-hmm. limited action this past season. Uh, what do you, and He's very good when he's healthy. You saw you saw it, especially in 2018 and 2019 with Hakeem Hicks. Uh, both of them were angers and stopping to run. The Bears were the top defense in the league in, in, in doing that. But right now, just uh, 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 observing Eddie Goldman, what what are you going to get on the open market for him? You got a second rounder in a, in a sixth rounder for Khalil Mag, who's been hurt the last couple of years. Uh, would you? Uh, I don't know if you're going to get the same thing for Eddie Goldman. Realistically, what are you going to get for him?
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. I think you you might get a third, maybe maybe. Yeah, a third. I was just thinking
1: that this morning. That's I was just all. That. You're yeah. not
0: gonna get a first round, first no. round because he's he's in control of staying healthy. You're not gonna mm-hmm. get a second rounder either. So you probably are gonna get us a, a third rounder, probably at the best. And both Jordan and Jackie said uh, on the show today that look, they need Trav capital and some of those those picks that they got. You know, the fourth, the second round and the sixth rounder. That's not for next year. That's not for this year coming up. It's for next year. So. Like you can probably build off that, so you can probably maybe get try to get a pick for a, a couple of early picks for that. You know, the Bears have two second round second rounds now. Can they turn that into a first rounder? Get to like maybe like the top fifteen or a top ten? Perhaps get an old Wyman. I don't know, but it'll be just see what uh, Ryan Poles does because you got. Do you get rid of your your top? You know, one of your top defensive guys, especially if you have a defensive minded coach. They see. I mean, you know, Poles and Foose they both seem to be like they're kind of like on the same page. So. I feel like maybe that's, maybe that, that's probably, <clears throat> excuse me. That's probably going to be kind of the case where if he says, look, we may need to trade this guy. Maybe they'll do just that.
1: Yeah. We have a, a comment from our good friend Armando with the money. Hello. We freed up Metcalf from Seattle. He wouldn't be a bad fit for the bears right <laughs> now. The only play you have on the receiver position is uh, Darnell Mooney. And I brought up the, uh, the, just a trade proposal that, uh, if you, you see, if he was a worth value worth for Darnell Mooney, and most people disagree with me, that's okay. But if he's starting a full rebuild, uh, this is the things you have to do. Now, another player that we brought up the other day, I believe it was on our last show, Lakina, was Amari Kubu. Would mm-hmm. you even even think about bringing him here to, uh, in a Bears uniform?
0: Well, I mean, you know, as far as Metcalf and such, I mean, you know, you really don't know what's going to be the, the ceiling for Justin Fields. You don't know mm-hmm. who's going to be in front of him. You don't know who's going to be around them. So it's, if you're Metcalf, you know, if he does get released, you're know, to free up even more money, or if it gets traded, you know, could the bears perhaps maybe sneak in and say, Hey, we'll give you two first rounders for Metcalf. But if you're Metcalf, you want, you know, look, you're, I know you're only, you're still like 27, but you're mm-hmm. going into your peak as a wide receiver. You're going to want to go someplace where you can probably win now. So I don't know if the bears are not in win now mode yet. So it yeah. might, there might be another year or two, but, uh. You know, same thing with Mario Cooper. I know some some Bears fans have said maybe perhaps try to get Cooper to come in. I mean, it's sort of one of those things where you're kind of like, okay, what what's okay? You know, what do you have? You know, do you think <laughs> they get you know, get the Cowboys to agree to two second rounders, and maybe another uh another like maybe a third rounder to get Cooper back? I don't know, but it'll be interesting to see what they do here because I think you know it's gonna you got the new league year starting Monday. You know, mm-hmm. things are gonna be coming back, you know, fast and furious. I'm sure there's gonna be like non-tampering things that have already been happening. <laughs> so I'm I doing air quotes here, folks. You're who cool you to be listening on, on war media. But yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do here for the bears the bears, because they look think that they the fans should be ready to distinct next year, and you know, we'll see what happens after that.
1: You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition. We're live in living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. See Lakina here with you, wrapping up today's show. Lakina, we still have a little bit more time left. Yeah, let's we're gonna go have to do all this. We're, do,
0: we're gonna do some, some rapid fire assists. Let's get to the NBA yeah. and the Bulls. Uh yeah. With the Bulls um, let's start with the you Bulls
1: first. Yeah, you know, they, they yeah, they they um they ended their losing streak uh the other night in Detroit, only winning by six. They host Cleveland tomorrow night. Do you see this Bulls team uh, training upwards, or do you see uh still more problems ahead?
0: Well, I mean, it looks like, you know, Zach, we'll see if Zach, you know, Levine plays tomorrow. You know, he didn't practice it because of knee, uh, knee soreness mm-hmm. and that left knee of his. So we'll see. I think, you know, that Pistons, go you know, when I think could only help the Bears psyche because they were kind of, you know, bulls. I don't want to say, it. I don't want the Bulls, like I should say. I don't want, <laughs> you know, I don't think, you will know, feel like I got Bears the mind for some reason. Uh, For some reason they were in real you know, free fall. I, I don't think they were, but I think with the loud jam in the East, you know, everybody being kind of like right there. I feel like maybe they need this win. We'll see what happens. You know, look if, if Zach doesn't play or if he has to be limited. You know, we'll see. I mean, the Cavs have kind of are still sort of lingering right there. You know, they won a couple in a row. I know Allen's been out. But again, we'll see. I mean, they've given the Bulls a hard time this year. So we'll see if they could. Know, we'll see that the same same story uh, tomorrow night. But it'll be interesting to see what they do here. They got, look, the next six games are pretty, they can probably win like half of those games, uh-huh. I feel like. So. They could have a child to perhaps maybe kinda of get in sort of everything right there, especially now with those like Caruso starting to practice P Will as well. We may it might be a little bit longer for Alonzo, but I think the Bulls can perhaps maybe kind of get back on track and just you know get to the, the tie turn. They got Cleveland, Sacramento, Utah, Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee. They could probably win maybe if they go three and three in those mm-hmm. next six, I think it'll be, you'll, you'll, you'll be you you should be pretty happy if you're a Bulls fan.
1: I agree with you on that. You still have a couple uh winnable games uh, in that schedule you just mentioned. And hopefully, I, I think what Jackie was trying to tell us in our in, in our last uh, half hour that when Lazo ball gets back and hopefully Caruso is on track to get back, this is uh, the uh, the value of this bull scene. We're really going to find out the true value of this bull scene as we saw early in the year, Likina. Uh, when, where, where was the... Um, only the few players you were talking about early in the season season, as far as the Bulls, because our Alex Caruso, he brought that intensity, um, off the bench, he provided some additional scoring, which we didn't expect. Now, if you watched them with the Lakers, he brought that intensity defensively off the bench. You saw that in the beginning of the year before he was injured here. But he, he brought the outside shooting, and he brought a new leadership coming off the bench. And so that's something that's desperately really needed with this Bulls team right now. Now, they still have a problem defending pick and roll. And they still have problem with the defensive uh, 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 defense in the interior. Now Tristan Thompson helps out a little bit with that, but uh, given his age, you can't expect him to play over fifteen minutes a game.
0: Yeah, he's like thirty. He's like thirty two now, so yeah, you're yeah. not gonna uh, you're not gonna be able to have him play in like a lot of minutes. So you can't just do that. his legs won't allow mm-hmm. him to, especially him being like six eleven. So that's not gonna work. But look, like I said, the Bulls should be able to you know go three and three. You know, perhaps stay right there. This could, There should be a run of time when Caruso and Williams and perhaps maybe ball comes back if it's just <laughs> limited. So we'll just see what what happens there. Now, going to the rest of the NBA, real quick, uh, Brooklyn just hammered Philadelphia 129-100 <laughs> last night. Uh, Durant had 25 to lead the way. For the Nets, and uh, look, I mean, the inconsistency of it will be, and the key is actually going to be too. you know, with Kyrie with all some of the, some of the mandates. Some, if they end up playing Toronto in the first round, you know, should they get past the playing, he's not going to be able to play because the Canada their mandates are very strict. So
5: yeah,
0: so you wonder like, will there be some type of maneuvering and such? You know, will Kyrie you know get the vaccine so that he'll be able to play because in the playoffs. And such, but going toward back towards the game last night, he had he had twenty two. Seth Curry had twenty four, and in there, um so you know, did, did you get? Because you can't, can okay, you really like making his nonsense with this game? Because you know, Ben Simmons in the play, and if you know, to struggle you We know, all had eleven points. You know, then mm-hmm. B had twenty seven, but they really didn't have much contributions from anybody else. So they just you know, Brooklyn just jumped on the Sixers early and didn't look back.
1: Yeah, the second quarter was the difference in the game, in my opinion. The Brooklyn Nets were hot, especially shooting from three point range, especially in that first half, 11 to 18. And that momentum carried into the second half. As you mentioned, Philly had no chance. So uh, the Nets. Uh, hot shooting was a, a major difference in the game last night. And so I think Philadelphia is going to be fine, but Brooklyn needed that game more because they're trying to get out of this playing tournament uh, scenario as they try to get uh, guys back from the injury list. One more game to review, Lakina, before we get to our, our key games for this weekend in the NBA. The Warriors uh, defeated the different Nuggets and come from behind fashion 113 to 102. Steph Curry doing Steph Curry things again as the Warriors are trying to get back on track. They lost. They they lost at the Lakers last Saturday night in prime time, but uh, they had a big win in Denver last night on the road.
0: Yeah, and he got hot in the second half because they yeah more so than like twelve or something like that at mm-hmm. halftime. So yeah. you know, yeah, I think you know Steph got hot, and I think they really needed that win because it kind of has struggled a little bit lately. So uh, yeah, for the Warriors, you got you need to you know, keep pace with Phoenix. You know, congrats to Phoenix for being the first team to clinch a playoff berth uh in in the league uh but yeah i think they really needed that win you know Steph having 34 he could you know looked really good after the game so again you know we'll just kind of like get the tide turning you know can they challenge Suns for the number one seed we'll get to them in a second they're they're still hanging on so they got a lot work to do still uh the mets uh the the the, the warriors i should say but uh, it should be interesting what what happens with them all right, going into our uh, uh, talking about yeah. some of the some of the, yeah talking about some of the big matchups mm-hmm. in the NBA this weekend. Yeah, the Clippers and Atlanta. The Clippers have kind of been up and down lately, so we'll see if they can get mm-hmm. back on track in Atlanta. Uh, Jason we will see if he can keep up that scoring streak uh, as uh, Boston hosts Detroit. That should be a fun one. Cleveland uh, plays uh, Miami at seven o'clock, so that should be a good one. Dallas beats uh Dallas as meaning Houston. Houston pulls out the big upset against the Lakers. We'll get to them in a second. Uh, <laughs> I think that's that, the
1: third time the Rockets beat the Lakers this year.
0: I think you're I think you're right. I think that maybe the second or third time. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. But uh, the first game on the NBA TV doubleheader. Remember, there's no there's no uh, NBA on ESPN because of March Madness going mm-hmm. on. Excuse me, first game a the doubleheader, New York and Memphis at 7 o'clock. Julius Renner versus John Morant. That should be a fun one down there in Memphis.
1: Yeah, picking up tonight's schedule, the Hornets at the Pelicans at 7 o'clock. The the Hornets still trying to remain in the playing tournament in the Eastern Conference. At 7.30, Utah uh, will travel to San Antonio. Tonio to take on the Spurs. At 8 o'clock, Toronto will travel to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Devin Booger's back. He returned uh, the other night into the lineup after coming out of the health and safety protocol list. And at 9.30 p.m. tonight, uh the NBA TV second game of that doubleheader, the Wizards will travel to Los Angeles to take on the Lakers. And that first game tonight, Lakina, look, don't look out now. <laughs> look out now, but the Minnesota Timberwolves are 38 and 29. Um, they yeah. trying to move up slowly in that Western Conference standings. Uh, they'll travel to Orlando to take on the Magic tonight. That's at six.
0: That should be a fun. We'll see. It. Minnesota. Speaking of Minnesota, going to tomorrow's game. That should be. This should be an interesting one here. They got. They got my uh Miami and uh Miami's still playing very well. So Carl Anthony mm-hmm. Towns versus Jimmy Butler. That should be a fun one at seven o'clock. Of course, the Cavs against the Bulls. Back to back uh, for Cleveland. Yeah, so we'll see how they look. You know, maybe the Bulls take advantage of that, of uh, mm-hmm. them having to travel. Um, uh ABC, uh, the game of the, the night on Saturday nights. Uh Milwaukee and Golden State. Could this be an NBA finals preview? We'll see. That's a 7:30 on ABC.
1: And wrapping up the Saturday night schedule, uh, Toronto and Denver at 8 o'clock, the Sacramento Kings will travel to Utah to take on the Jazz at 8 o'clock, and at 9 o'clock will be the Washington Wizards Washington traveling to the Rose City to take on the Portland Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, now, tongue go, twister, tongue twister. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It really is.
1: It really is. All
0: now All right.
5: Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you okay. go ahead. <laughs> yeah,
1: going to Sunday's uh, schedule, uh, ABC doubleheader will start off at high noon with the Brooklyn Nets uh, taking on the New York Knicks without Kyrie Irving. <clears throat> and
0: <hell>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Followed by uh, the Dallas Mavericks uh, traveling the bosses to take on the Celtics at 230. That's that's going to be wow. the Luka better of the two versus, games. Luka Doncic versus, versus Jason Tatum. Tatum. Remember what Jason lot Tatum lot. did last week, dropping a yes. 50-piece on the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that should be a fun one there. Who's going to score more? What's the parlays there? I think yeah. you guys probably should bet on this game. Yes. Uh, yes. Very responsibly. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Of, cor- of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course of uh, the, the espn game after the brackets and everything else after you watch our sh- our show our bracket breakdowns at eight o'clock you got the lakers and P- that's the espn game at eight uh uh the lakers I, I mean you know i you heard james worthy's comments you know earlier this week and I, I everybody's just i i do <laughs> so really nothing you can say about the lakers at this point i i, I don't know and then russell westbrook and all the Trauma going on there behind the scenes, you know, with his, with his, you know, with his wife. You know, his wife can heckle. It's just, it's just terrible. Uh,
1: let me say something about the Russell, Russell Westbrook situation. Now, fans are going to talk trash and and say things to rally you. That's one thing. But if if you're going to say mean things like racially and uh, really offensive to someone's a member of someone's family or to their uh, person, or you think to that person direct, uh, uh, indirectly or directly, uh, you really have no soul. Now, on the flip side, uh, many of these athletes, uh, they, they have to tune that stuff out. Unfortunately, that's part of the job. But is there a line to be crossed? As I just mentioned a second, second, second ago, yes. Now, with Skip Better is what he did earlier this week on his show on FS1, calling him. Westbrook okay he did that but that's nothing to really get upset about if anything uh, I know it's easier said than done but for Russell Westbrook uh, you can use that as motivation inside just don't pay any attention to it because the more you give credence to it the more people are going to do it uh, uh, what we're seeing right now is uh, Russell Westbrook wasn't given his proper role as far as uh, what he needed to do for this Lakers team this year mm-hmm. and that and, and and that's the bottom line. Now we're starting to see Russell Westwood going to the other side of his career. He's thirty three years old. He's not mm-hmm. the man anymore. And how many times we said it on this program, Lakena, that he wasn't the right fit for this Lakers team. They actually had to trade in place for Buddy Hill from Sacramento, yep. and they actually had DeMar DeRozan in their back pocket, and they chose not to get either one of them.
0: Yeah, and that's sort of, and I think that sort of thing. And also, I would say just play better. That's all you gotta do. Just play better. I think that's gonna be the thing, and I think you know that's one thing of, of quieting everybody now. But leave, leave the, leave the spouses and the parents and the kids out of it, and the yep. parents and the kids, you know, don't, don't egg it on. I've, I've seen that happen yeah. too. So also yeah. to uh, our buddy Armando said the same thing. Right on Armando as usual, that's crossed the line by the fans And, yeah, You're right. You can boo, heckle, whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, don't, you know, don't say something racially or you know, sexually or you know, someone's sexual orientation or what have mm-hmm. you, and just leave the kids and the, the parents and. And and I
1: would say also to those guys, don't let, don't aid on. Yeah. And also to just one more quick thing before we uh, move on. Uh, most of these people that heckle and do uh, say stupid things or do edgy and dumb things. I guarantee you, if they saw them in public face-to-face. None of that stuff would be happening. They'll be kissing their rear ends.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, especially if they were playing if they if they were playing well. That's another thing too. If exactly. If they're if they're right there near like the top, even if they're like in the top four, maybe in the top, or even at least in the top six at the very least, this wouldn't be an issue. But since they're right there in the playing, you know, everybody has something to say. So just play better and everybody can, you know, just be just, just play better. That's all I gotta say about that. Yeah. Uh you got some sports uh, media news for us, Sid.
1: Yeah. Um, Amando with a, another comment and uh, don't make it personal right on. Yes. And and that's exactly. our message here. Uh, Apple TV is, is officially uh, um, uh, Apple TV starting this season will have Friday night double headers uh, on their platform and the, the games will be produced by MLB, MLB network.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about it earlier on the show and it, it's again, this is sort of like, you'll know, go into the streaming part where you, there's not a lot of baseball on, on nationally on friday so i guess apple tv you know saw this as an opportunity for them to pounce so again there aren't that many people that have apple tv so if you have apple yeah. tv and, and such you know you can enjoy it but i think some folks are kind of like oh okay you're gonna have if you can if you get the marquee games on there too it was like a big series get that first yo, know, uh game since you know espn and, and some of the other national games mm-hmm. over the weekend maybe this is a good way to kickstart it but we'll see
1: and speaking of ESPN, a veteran a TV anchor and play-by-play man, Mark Jones, who's currently working with the Sacramento Kings, he re-ups with ESPN uh, with a, a new multi-year deal. So congratulations to him, Lakina. I know I'm telling my age, but I remember him hosting the NBA Today show back in the day when he did that little jump jump shot pose to close out the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can look. I can go further. I remember one of his first assignments with ABC Sports was uh one of the globe charter uh games. So you know mm. that was one of his first yeah that's a, look we're doing the same. You're older than me, sis. So don't even try. I'm that.
1: 20, I'm twenty-nine, damn it.
0: Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, if you say so. But yeah, so uh, look he's a great play by play guy, he does a great job with the Kings, you know, making mm-hmm. make things a little bit interesting with the Kings, uh with everything yeah. else going on. So you know, good for him. And uh, hopefully he and uh RG3 can stay together because they were really great last year called last season top of college hoop-
1: Yes. And our uh, buddy Armando with another comment. I know my son will get the MLB Apple package. He has an <laughs> Apple TV, and he's a Ooh. baseball uh, coach in freak. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's like that, that. That's the audience that they're trying to get. So I think Armando's son is probably going to be like right there signing up for uh, the MLB package. So it'll, it, it, the price is varies, you know, depending on mm-hmm. the type of package you get. So if you want to have, if you already have Apple TV, you probably get a little bit of a discount, like Armando's son is. Son does so. Yeah. We'll see. Uh anything else said before we uh disperse?
1: We covered uh, a lot today. <laughs> yeah, we have we have done a lot today. We like to thank Jordan Burnfield from WG and Radio and ESPN TV for joining us to give us his thoughts about March Madness, of course, CBS two sports, Chicago sports, uh, weekend sports. I think our Jackie Cossack, she came hopped on with us earlier this hour. We like to thank uh Think both of them one and all. Lakeena, you know, even though the Illini is still lost today in heartbreaking fashion, I'm still looking forward uh, to this weekend's tournament. Of course, we're going to get prepared to uh, give you our March Madness uh, selection show on Sunday right here on Sports on Chicago. This Sunday at 6 p.m. After you watch the CBS show at 5 p.m., flip over to us right here on Sports On Chicago Sunday at 6 p.m. Myself, Lakeena McGee, and a very special guest, Andy Mazur from WGM Radio Chicago, will help break uh break down the brackets and we'll ask andy does he think that illinois and or loyola have a chance to go deep in the tournament
0: i'm sure we'll have a lot to say yep. on that front uh also too you know you got a lot of you know in, you know of course you got the nba we talk about the games also mm-hmm. for you garf, g- golf fans i wish our, our girl christine uh manica was here with us because i know she's a big golf fan as well mm-hmm. they got the player championship going on right now we might have a monday finish because they already had to suspend play uh, today down there in uh, in Florida, so well, we'll see you know how they finish. You know, one of the the fifth major, if you will, and also congrats mm-hmm. to Tiger Woods for going into the Golf Hall of Fame. You know, showing you know, our age, I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So congrats to him and some and the other Hall of Famers. Tim on the former uh, commissioner for the PGA Tour, and all the rest of the Hall of also the rest of the, uh, the Hall of Fame duck Yes.
1: Yeah, so congratulations to them, one and all, Lakina. We're up against a great job today. It's been a busy show, but uh, as the old saying goes, time flies by fast when you're having fun. And we definitely have fun today. As, as we said before, we'd like to thank uh, Jordan Burfield and Jackie Costa uh, both for joining us here today on the program.
0: You can follow me. Absolutely. Uh, two great people. I'm sure we'll definitely have both of them back yes. on soon. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG.
1: You can follow your truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter to n d i g at c k eighty. Once again, it's c k eighty. That's s i d k i d eight zero s i d k i d eight zero. Make sure you follow Sports Chicago on all social media platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to download that Sports Chicago app wherever you get your apps. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. And make sure you follow War Media. At WAR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support.
0: Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends.
1: And don't forget to tune in for a special edition of Second City Sports this Sunday. At six p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago for our March Madness bracket breakdown slash selection show, we'll get the name of it, <laughs> but yeah. you know what we're gonna do? What's very special guest, Mr. Andy Mazer from WGN Radio in Chicago, one more again, as the kids would say. Special edition of Second City Sports this Sunday. After you watch the selection show on CBS, flip it over to Sports Zone Chicago. On the Sports Zone Chicago app, or Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. This Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, a special edition of Second City Sports as we talk college basketball March Madness with our our own selection show.
0: Well, yeah, don't take our picks at face value, too. So, <laughs> all right, enjoy the games, everybody. For Sid, I'm Lakina. If you're not gonna get uh, vaccinated, you'll at least wear a mask, wash your hands, and be good to each other. This has been Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Sunday.
1: Baseball's back.
2: Holla!
0: <sighs> Wanna go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the Splits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TixSplit provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TixSplit, T I X B L I T Z dot com. Visit today.